Welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. Conversations to explore what coaching is really all about, what it takes to be a great coach, and why coach training really does make the difference. Discover how coaching can help you in all areas of your life and business in a fast-paced and demanding world. So join us here to share conversations and insights with some of the best coaches from around the globe. Real coaches, real talk. So let's get started with me, your host, Teresa Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coach Podcast. Uh, Really glad to have you listening today uh, for another great episode. And I'm really excited about who I've got with me today because he was on the cover of Coach um, in the past, and he's a life and relationship coach, NLP master coach, and he is a modern man. I wonder if you know who he is. Some of you listeners will know, um, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I think you've summed it all up there, Teresa. I didn't say I your am, name, though. I am Wait. the modern man. Okay, yeah. my name is Fidel Bohill. I am the modern man coach. Um, yeah, and I work with guys who are going through divorces, breakups, and midlife crisis, um, and help them to become kings of their realm. Yeah, well, that sounds amazing. Um, the article that you wrote in a magazine when you featured on the cover was all about inspiring positive masculinity. Mm-hmm. And this was last September now as well. And it, and it tells your story, actually, of what you kind of went through. And it talked about, you know, how you learned who you were as a man and yes. what you've gone through and some of the experiences. So if, if you haven't read the article, go back and read that. Because, you know, <laughs> you say here as well that quite often men get to midlife and wonder how they got there. That's the one. They wake up. How the hell did I get here? That's just the, the, the question. I see it written. I ask all my clients to, to kind of write me a life story before we start working together. So I can, I can see, and, and so many of them end in that way. Yeah. How did I get here? And I think, you know, for, for life is busy, isn't it, in your 30s? And we're going to talk about mm-hmm. men specifically today um, and, and how they relate in relationships to themselves. And of course, you help men to get through difficult times like divorce, you know, breakup, yeah. separation. Um, and they're all traumatic things, but men behave in very different ways to women, don't they? So I suppose when they go through their 30s and busy kids, all of that, sometimes things can go a little bit wrong getting near to that midlife. Not saying it's the only time, but t- tell me about your experiences and clients and how you feel about that age thing. I think generally it is the same. So like I said, we all face these similar sort of problems, men and men and women. The way that we cope with them and the choices that we make are, and the way that we feel about them, though, is, the, is where the differences are. So sometimes you'll see on my social media, I'll post questions or I'll post a perspective from, from a man's point of view um, or whatever. And women go, well, we go through that as well. And it's like, of course we do. Like We do go through the same stuff, but how it affects us is, I believe, very in, in very, very in different ways. And like the sort of service part of, of that part of life where the, the marriage, the kids and that loss of identity. So both men and women do that, don't they? You know, it's like, well, well, now I am my job. I am, uh, women are like, I, you become mother. Like that is it. That is your role. And, it, and, and when you have a child, it's like, okay, so what do I need to do then to, to nurture and raise this child? Men go, I am supporter. Um, I am provider. And so work, I work, I do jobs that I hate doing. I lose touch completely with myself. Um, and it all becomes about kind of service. And quite often they don't, a lot of guys don't do it very well. So along with that becomes a, a massive sense of dissatisfaction, criticism from their partner, 
um, and they get stuck in this in this little thing because they're not connected to who they really are. They're not connected to their motivation. They don't know what their values are. They don't know what's important to them. They don't know what they want. They don't know how to ask for it. They don't know how to provide that internally or for themselves. So they become very miserable um, and unmotivated and disconnected then from their partners and sometimes their children too. Or sometimes their children are like their only little source of of, of joy when they connect with their kids, which they, mm. a lot of guys get to do very rarely, uh, which they also get blamed for um, and told off for and criticised for. So it just becomes a, 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 a kind of a, an almost depression until they get to that 40 point where a lot of marriages and relationships break up. I'm not going to go into too much the, the kind of reasons why, but that seven year itch, a lot of pre-families break up when the youngest child is uh, somewhere between five and eight, um, because essentially, that's when they're kind of capable of doing stuff themselves. So there's some biological stuff and some psychological stuff that goes into mm. But by the time we get to that point, there becomes men and women are like, oh, actually, now I want to reconnect with, with, with who I am. I want to find myself again, right? Um, how do we do that? And a lot of times that comes with then the breakdown of a relationship and, and a divorce. Mm. Like, okay, let's go find out, but we need to do this separately because I know. Yeah, but it doesn't sound much fun does it <laughs> any of that <laughs> it's, um, it's um, not done fun because it's done no. because it's all done unconsciously yeah and, and, and i'm wondering like between when, when men like meet their partner meet a woman fall in love and that stage and then into that what sounds to me almost task-based yep getting into that marriage zone mm-hmm. and you do hear a lot of of talk really i suppose about you know whether men are when men are ready and, and the women want to get married and maybe the men don't i mean maybe i'm being really old-fashioned here i mean you enlighten me but that's the sort of that's how it was in terms of do men want to settle down almost like they're expected to at maybe late 20s do you think that's shifted in any way that men are this is a big to... and sensitive subject. So I've got that. I, I'm not going to pretend to have all of the answers, you know. Um, no, but you, and, and, and people feel very, 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 very differently about it. I think yeah. in this day and age, there's a lot of talk about men. Men are kind of crazy to, to get married. There's like some stuff from a biological point of view, really, about kind of sowing seeds and that we would prefer to have multiple partners and stuff like that. Um, where that you've got that driver. Whereas women's is like, find the best man, keep him until the child gets to a certain age. Um, you know, that's kind of like the, the, the thing. Um, marriage is a, an interesting social construct that hasn't even been around that long. And for the day that marriage was invented, the, was the same day that cheating was invented as well. So we're, we're pretty rubbish at, at having long-term monogamous relationships as humans. Um, we, we fail at it across the planet, um, across all cultures. Um, there are places where you get stoned to death for adultery and they still do it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're pretty rubbish at it. So it I wonder like now, not... moving, moving forwards, the, the modern way, I think we are, and you see now the younger generation are looking at loads of different types of relationship. And, um, so know, it sounds like we're not designed for monogamy, like we're not swans, right? Like it, it, it can be said. I mean, we look at the success stories, right? We look at granny and granddad, you know, who, who made it through and loved. And I mean, A, you have zero idea what was actually going on behind those closed doors. You have no idea. In my previous uh, incarnation, I was a will writer, okay? So I did a lot of probate cases. I spent 13 years writing wills and, and really finding out about people's family. And that generation, mm. that grandparents' generation, they were at it 
all over the place. The guys that fought in the war, lots of them came back, didn't get divorced. They went and went back to a different woman. Um, there was loads of adultery going on there. There was of loads course. of there was loads of open and polyamorous relationships that just didn't get spoken. They were still human then, right? And, yeah, and I guess you, we evolve as people, but we that. talk about it more. Obviously, in those generations, you know, divorce wasn't really an option. If anyone yeah. was divorced, it was a big deal, uh, very you know, frowned upon. Uh, now it's very, very acceptable. Um, And so I suppose it, you know, some of that throws up, you know, commitment and what it means to be in a relationship, whether people need to get married to do that or not, et cetera, et cetera. But what you work with as well, which I really want to talk about is, you know, obviously the latest work you're starting to do is around men becoming kings. Now, just tell us what that actually means to start with, and then we can get interesting with that. There's a, there's, a, there's a couple of angles and it, and it kind of sums up how I feel and the process that I've been through. Um, so first of all, it's about getting guys to connect with um, masculinity from a different perspective. So one of the problems is when you say the word masculinity, lots of us think of like the warrior archetype, okay? Focused, driven, um, building, you know, physical, brave, alpha. like, yeah, alpha, this, this thing. And so there are so many men that don't resonate with that archetype they then eschew masculinity as a whole. And they say, well, masculinity doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Why do we have to label ourselves? I don't want to be part of that. That's not me. It must not exist. Okay. Um, and so actually the, the, the stuff I'm doing, I'm working on a quiz at the moment. I've designed some, some modern archetypes. And I think archetypes are really, really critical here because you can mm. express masculinity in so many different ways. I mean, my, my, my primary archetype really is the lover, which is probably as close to the feminine as, as you can get. Um, and yet I feel very masculine in that. And it's something I've learned. And, and part of my journey through masculinity was to connect with my warrior, which is the opposing archetype, right? Um, right. So once you are able to connect with all, of the, with all of the archetypes, and these are the programs that are going to be launching soon, once you're able to connect and, and, and you can resonate with all of the different archetypes, uh, that's when you become a king, okay? So when, when you're able to be very, very flexible and, and fluid and understanding of your masculinity, um, for me, that's when, that's when you get kingship. So that's one angle. The other angle is actually about kind of take, just generally, man, men have got a massive problem. We, we see a lot of queens, yes, queen, and queen of this, queen of that, all over in, in, our, in our industry, and, and women becoming queens is, has been a thing, you know? But it's true. Don't. Mm. In the black community, it's a thing, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And a lot of uh, my, my black friends really resonate with, with, this, with this idea of, of becoming a king but um it's very it's not very british you get all the british men like oh no we couldn't possibly be a, be a king and you're like why how do they not? feel what do they think that that suggests to them that they they're resistant I'm, to I'm, I'm trying to figure out there's this false humility about it the same reason why people don't like to call themselves experts or something like that there's this 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 sense of well that sounds way too arrogant for me and like i said earlier a lot of men's confidence has just been crushed. We have a generation of men whose actual real confidence, solid, grounded mm. confidence in who they are has been crushed. And so they probably don't think they deserve it. And they don't deserve that label. I'm the king of what? In what sense? Like, I'm not in charge of anything in my life. My boss controls me. Like... My wife controls me. My kids control me. Um, I get told what to do pretty much all day, every day. Like, how am I a king? Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because again, it's all in in the language because certain men might find other words that think actually that works for me, but it's the same stuff that you're doing. It's the same 
for anyone connecting with yourself and who you really are and do you think women do a bit more of that through their life generally than men and do you think they do it consciously yeah so women women are a few steps ahead of us in personal development generally and and again we spoke about this off air didn't we about the levels of mature levels of maturity and just the conversation that women have with each other the groups that are already there the 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 kind of coaching and the programs that are already there out, out there for women um are a lot more um a lot a lot more mature and a lot more around this sort of stuff so women are are messaged receive this message while they're going through especially for when they're going through divorces and breakups and all relationships and stuff the messaging for women is a lot more clear and coherent about becoming a queen and what you need to be sovereign um where it's just it's not that way with men um kind of primary directive is about pleasing women like like, and a lot of the coaching is around how to how to engage with women how women have to have more sex you know which is which is cool but let's do it with the right actually let's do it like kings Can so I do say you think that again? women support each other more naturally so that energy that women have and so would that suggest that men are quite lonely sometimes in oh, loneliness, loneliness is the number one problem for men of our generation like it is it frightens me and i had zero idea when i first started my men's group um, just how how many of them are lonely they don't have close connected friends, especially when they go through that marriage thing. Um, so, and then come out of the divorce at the other end. Women will stay connected with their friends. And then a lot of men's friendship groups when they go through a, a, a marriage become the husbands of their wives' friends, right? I've got, I yes. see it, I, I look at my mates and it even happened to me. Um, and then also people don't want you around as a, as a single man. So when you're, when you're broken up, even when you've got your kids, uh, like my wife would still get invited around her friend's house with the kids. And even if she hasn't got it, even if the kids are with me that week, she'll still get invited around to a barbecue, a family barbecue on her own because a single woman poses no danger. But no one wants a single guy coming around to the barbecue when there's kids running around and in the pool and stuff like that. There's this whole other stuff. So you just tend to not get, get invited, invited out and stuff like that as I much. I find that more. shocking. And of course, you know, the insights that you have with your... Um guys membership group and the free group and one one of them the women's group that i'm in as well um i find that really quite distressing that it's distressing men are you know lonely and yet they're lonely but they're in a space where they are expected to be providing and sourcing new things and you know how do they cope with all of that in your experience with your clients how do they manage it all what are their what are their strategies for managing all this <laughs> you know before they before they work with you of course with <laughs> with, with great difficulty um right. and it and it does and it, it usually ends up in mental health really low low self-esteem failure sense of massive sense of failure they don't manage it very well at all and there's a lot of unhappy men around um or they just what they do is they give up on their hopes, dreams, wants, needs, um, and it becomes a life of kind of failed servitude, um, you know. And yeah, it's all, it's all really sad, which is why the work I'm doing is 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 so important. And they don't, we don't have men only spaces anymore for for good reasons, uh, you know. Early men only spaces were about um, sort of retaining power and 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 um, excluding women. Whereas actually, and, and so that was right. So the golf courses and, and all of this sort of stuff opened up, footballs opened up. But what we missed out was, okay, well now men don't don't have a space. I mean, I go down to the boxing gym and there's there's women in there now, you know, uh, and that's and that's cool. Yeah. But I don't have that space where I can just go with my mates. Do you know what I mean? I go to the football. There's women and kids there. We can't have that male only kind of space. And I get I get all of that. But what we need to do is create something else. 
um, and and I'm in a men's group now where I'm not, which I'm not running, which is a beautiful experience. So now mm. just being part of the gang, it took me a lot of getting used to, but be actually just being part of a gang now, led by led by another coach. Um, and it's and, just I mean, a, group a beautiful spaces. experience, man. Yeah. It's just a beautiful experience to to be in. And I do have my boxing, you know, and I've focused really strongly over the last couple of years of, of, of having my, my male spaces and my male friendship groups and nurture, nurturing that. It's interesting, Fidel, because I think we always, from a woman's point of view, we might see that, you know, men are always like together, like they go to the football, they always go to the pub, they're in their groups. And it might seem from the outside that they do have a lot of, you know, because women are always trying to draw them back. Why are you always going to the football? Can I spend time with the kids? Come back, you know, and I'm being very stereotypical. Yeah, so but, but, but it's, it's stereotypical for a reason. That's, that, that's what that word means. It's because yeah. actually it's pretty typical. But actually, those, that is just all a bit more of a perception. And that internally, what you're saying is that, you know, internally, these men are, are lonely. But is this because they're not connecting and talking? There's nowhere to share they're just playing golf and kind of bra it's a bit of bravado and we'll have yes. a laugh and a beer is everything all right mate life's falling apart yes it's fine and nowhere to actually speak is that the, yeah. is that the issue with turning into loneliness and the mental health side correct because those those times that that golf that football again like what you've just pointed out are, are distracted uh, situations, right? They're hideaways, like, aren't they? So, well, they are, and they're 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 an escapism. So they don't want to talk about their crap when they go and do that stuff. They want to go and have a good time, and a lot of it revolves around drinking and alcohol, uh, which in turn and competition, sport, right? Which in turn kind of shifts you into this kind of like competitive masculinity when it's you're going there. Into that yeah, you're, you're going into there. Whereas actually, the spaces need to be different for guys to 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 talk or even think or or have a space. Of, and talk about more serious stuff that, that doesn't it doesn't often happen and it certainly won't in those kind of things because they're where we step into our sort of almost immature, immaturity we're back being lads again like you know comfort zone in a way isn't it yeah, at least and, i know what a, i am a, doing now it's a brief bit of respite and we fall we fall into our stereotypes um when, when we're taking part in those activities um they're good and they're necessary uh, they also comes with a load of guilt as well again women 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 feel that but they're able to have time with children with their friends and they again they, they kind of talk and use their women's space slightly differently whereas the blokes it's like it, it, both come with a load of guilt so the guys will feel guilty and, and sometimes they'll be made to feel guilty by their partners and that, you know um, sounds like a bit from. of a spin to get in you know you get into these these loops of behavior and yep. then don't really know how to get out of it and of course if marriages break down unless something massive happens all at once, nothing massive happens all at once. It's, of course, it's a build-up right. over time because people haven't been communicating properly. So when you offer these, this space, like in your membership group and the work that you do, how do men respond to that initially? Do, do they come to you when it's like really bad yep. and they sort of find someone and go, oh God, this is the last resort. I'll, I'll just try this. Why not? Are they in that space at that point? Yep. Most of the yeah. most of the guys come to me with so either so weirdly enough I've I added it up the other day I've worked with just over a dozen husbands of female coaches it's almost turning into a bit of a niche for me <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, some of the guys get sent to me or get told they they choose to do it obviously because it, does, mm. it doesn't work otherwise but they get to this real but they're encouraged by their partner you're bloody miserable go and like please go and sort yourself out I know this guy um go and speak to Fidel um so that that happens a lot not just female coaches but other women that are following me on social media and stuff like that their husbands will have 
be given my my kind of contact details. Yeah, I would say thank goodness it does because it doesn't sound yeah. to me that unless I just say we as females are sort of guiding and being aware of that and trying trying to support and help, which of course mm-hmm. you know some will like, some will not like. But if that wasn't happening, then it's it sounds unlikely that men would seek their own way forward like that or mm-hmm. or know where to start. So people work you do is incredibly important and. What happens when they get into the space? So let's talk about what men can so, do yeah, to right. change so, and start getting a grip of this. So initially, it's quite funny, isn't it? And initially, they revert to that kind of laddie behaviour, especially in groups. Um, and there's the, the, the banter. And that's the first stage. And you see guys do it. And some of them stay with it. I mean, in my, in my big group, there's just some guys just refuse point blank range. I can put the most serious. I put one up the other day about... Uh, you know your relationship to masculinity your own feelings your feelings about masculinity in general and and within yourself are linked to your relationship with your father and the way that the women in your life uh, speak about them right and like that's a serious post like that's how do you how do you feel about this statement um and uh, you know three or four guys comment on there um you know what happens if I was made in a Petri dish and, and stuff like this? And it's just like, guys. They're back at school straight away. Yeah, and yeah. that got a load of, there's like 25 bloody sub comments on that comment. Do you know what I mean? They all just engaged with that instead because it was a load Distraction of, much, though, isn't much it? Much easier, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Much easier than actually, oh shit. Let's make load, a joke. Let's distract from actually thinking about that question. And let's yes. definitely not write it out for other men to see. So like, again, all yep. this other stuff comes in. So, so once they've broken that down, or maybe they won't, but, Let's hope that they are observing in the background. Hmm. You know, how do you move them forward? You know, because if any guys are listening to this, thinking, like, nodding their heads crazy, thinking this is me. Oh my god, this, mm-hmm. you know, all this resonates. They'll. How do they then start to move forward with the kind of things that you help them to do? Obviously, you said about connecting with themselves, which is a a, a big piece of foundational work anyway, and not not a quick job. No. Uh, what, what else do it's, you find? So it starts, starts with taking, taking responsibility, doesn't it? Taking responsibility for yourself, filling your own bucket up, um, and, and, and moving out of victim mode. So, and that starts with knowing, knowing who you are and what you want. So, values is, plays a massive import, uh, it's, it's a massive part of the, the coaching that I do. What's important to you? Yeah. And when I ask that question, again, how many men just go, oh, I've never thought about that before? I mean, what is important it or to not, you? Like, I get them to write 30 things out, and they just go, 30 things and I'm like yeah what's important to you come on I bring my flip chart and I'm like I need 30 things of what's important to you in life and they get to like three and then they just become totally never thought about it before and probably the reason that we don't think about things is always because no one's ever asked us and you know you just asking that question well that's a new question to me and it takes a, a, a new way of thinking which can be really difficult and you know surprisingly women do struggle with that as well sometimes I because I do a lot of values work and yeah. They, they'll have a they'll have a good idea, but when you start digging under the surface of why is that important and what does it mean to you, that also can go you know that that needs help. So yeah, they might be better on the surface, but I would sort of argue that generally. And again, 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 the first lot are usually stuff that you get from society, right? It's not the yeah, truth. they're not it's always not really the truth. Like, Yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. Um, 
but isn't that crazy that the, yeah. that it, that should be a question that should be at the forefront of our, our minds if we're quite a large portion of our life right if we should be taught we should be asked that question as children and kept being asked oh absolutely probably every year what's absolutely. important to you? yeah um, but we're not so, you see and, and when no, you talk not. about generational stuff as well i mean i talked to, to my daughter a lot about this kind of thing she's got a coach for a mum and because I would like her to be more aware and thinking about these as she grows up. And, you know, our parents, parents before us, that really wasn't the way that they thought. So I think all of this growth and improvement, I'm really hoping can start from the younger generations. Once these guys get a handle on it now, we can pass it down. We can teach. It's difficult because our culture, especially over here here in, in England, in the UK, our culture is is about this kind of community and service and we must be humble and we mustn't think too much of ourselves and like we're not the ones that's important we must give everybody else is more important than us um like that's the pervading kind of culture mm. isn't it if you do anything else then you're considered selfish um you know we shouldn't like what, what it must be because so many people feel yeah. that way that what's must important be to me yeah. isn't 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 what's important in general actually what's important to my wife is way more important what's important for my children is way more important than what's important to me so most of them will be able to give you a list of what's important to the other people in their life perhaps you should do that question first uh, yeah yeah <laughs> probably be, and here's the other thing they'll probably be really wrong because they've never asked and the other person doesn't know so well, guess what? <laughs> we're just guessing it right it's like oh, dear, we're in trouble. How, how often do we get it wrong <laughs> um yeah. we don't we just don't know how to talk about it and and so if, if the other person doesn't know what's important to them how are you ever going to guess it? so what and i'm hearing spend you more say time thinking about it yeah, it's that you you help them to start actually talking properly and, and put down the Lego and the toys and yeah. actually start talking about, you know, things that could make some men uncomfortable, such as feelings, needs, wants, and perhaps things that they're not getting. Because I don't know about you, what I find with some of my female clients is that if they talk about their personal lives, which of course comes into the coaching, yeah. things that they may not be happy with, things that they haven't got, they immediately do that. Oh, but he's really good at X. He's really lovely at that. And because they feel yeah. so guilty. Yep. And I always say, you're not, you know, saying anything bad here. You're talking about you. You're not actually talking about them. So we just try and separate it a little bit. But do they find it hard to talk about what they really want because of this? Oh, that makes me a bad guy. Makes it all about me. So, yeah. So a lot of the stuff I do around the kind of nice guy syndrome, and we, we have a lot of that. And I mean, as soon as I even say that word, like, you know, like, what, you're, you're a nice guy. I want to stay being a nice guy. I'm like, you, but the reality is it's not making you nice because what you're doing with this attitude of servitude of keep doing, giving to other people, like you're not, hey, listen, we only ever do things because of the feeling that it gives us, right? That's just fact. Yeah, our needs, uh, yeah. We, we feel like we're being generous, but we're being generous because of the feeling that it gives us, right? What we get in exchange for it. It's hard to say, but yes, it's true. That's how we work. And if people say, well, I'd exactly like you to give me more of this and more of that, and we don't get anything in, in receipt, that feels like a task then. So how many people in relationships do those, co we call them covert contracts? So it's like, I'm going to do this, and this is what I expect in return, but I'm not going to tell you, and I'm just going to keep doing it. And if you don't give me what I expect in return, layers of resentment will build up, and then I'll blame you for it. Yeah, that, that's going to be really, isn't it? Covert contracts. How many relationships? Like my ex, my marriage was was full of it. I was a massive culprit of this. And when I first discovered the concept of covert contracts, I was like, damn, I do that. But how immature is it? Because that's not if you can't express what you want or what you're doing and why you're doing it. 
Like, yeah, it's how, really very unfair, that. isn't it? And it's very unfair. It's ridiculously unfair. Unless you've married a mind reader, which is super useful, uh, um, which we probably don't do, yeah. then you don't know what someone is thinking. So why is it so hard? Okay, let me ask you this. Why is it so hard to really say what we are thinking to our partners? Let's just broaden that to men and women. And why do you think it's hard? Well, it starts in childhood, doesn't it? Our parents tell us you're being selfish. Like, it's not all about you. Our parents tell us, stop, being, stop, stop asking for stuff. Like, kids go, I want to do this, and I want to go to the park. Shut up, stop it. We can't go there now. You'll like, get what you know, you're given. Mummy and daddy, you'll get what you're given. <laughs> mummy and daddy need to do this. This is more important. And so we learn it straight away as children. Actually, our wants and needs aren't that important. Um, very rarely. And then we get given stuff that we might not even want. Come on, I'm taking you to the park. You should be happy. I'm doing it now. And you're like, you're so that. ungrateful. Yeah, yeah, so ungrateful. You're so ungrateful. So we get taught to suppress our wants and needs at a very, very early age by our parents and by society. And of course, um, everybody's heard different stories in their childhood and different messages and carry it mm-hmm. forward with them. But that's an interesting one to think about there. And I'm pretty sure everyone listening can resonate with yeah. something of that ilk, you know, when they were a child. So when we get into a relationship, what's interesting is that we tell everybody else. So, you know, say, say if you're in a relationship <laughs> with somebody and it's not going quite tickety-boo, what do you do? Go off with the girls. Oh, well, and you dig into it and you talk about it. He's got to do this. He should do that. You've got to tell him, dump him, you know, do this, do that. And all this yeah. advice comes pouring out and all this, dis- well, if he doesn't buck his ideas up in a couple of months, I'm going to have to think about this. But yeah. actually then they go home. Do you have a nice evening? Yes, fine. Yeah, brilliant. And nothing is actually said about what's missing or what's needed or what's truthful. And then, then it comes to these big moments when couples need to have we need to talk. And whoever wants to hear that, like you know there's loads of stuff in there that you just don't want to talk about. Yeah, we, we leave it because it's, it, it, we get it until it becomes intolerable and then we do emotional vomiting, basically, on each other. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, right, right. everyone? <laughs> yeah, um, and it's crazy, but we, we, we're not taught, we're not taught to say it. And then, like I, I said to you before, we, we, know, we all well. bring our biggest mm. relationship fears to every single relationship. So some of them is, oh, you'll leave me. Some of them is, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, some of them is, you'll cheat on me or whatever. Whatever these biggest relationship fears are, we bring those and then we, we also bring our, our defense mechanism to that. And for, a lot, uh, for, for lots of people, it's right, well, just don't, don't, don't talk about it. Like, don't talk about it. If we, if we talk about it, then you might leave, then you might cheat on me, then you won't like me. So many relationships, even if you take it right back to dating, some of the things I just talk about incessantly with guys and like guys when you go on a date the purpose of a date is not to make her want to go on a second date with you it's to find out if you want to go on a second date with her yeah 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 that's interesting Mm. dating like that what it changes the whole dynamic because guess what you become a better date because you're going to ask questions and you're going to be genuinely interested in the answers because what you're looking for is compatibility Otherwise, you turn up on a date and you're full of shit. You, sorry, am I allowed to say that? Sorry, full of yeah. rubbish. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> turn up and you're not yourself, yeah. right? You're doing this pantomime thing. What does she like? Okay, let me try and be that. I'll ask questions about what she likes doing. But it's that winning thing yeah. as well. It's like, yes, she wants, she likes me. She wants me. She wants to go out another day. I did man. it. I scored. I beat it. And I'm sorry, guys. That sounds really like rubbish. But, that, but that's what it is. And then we end yeah. up wasting our time. And then you fall into a relationship and you realise actually she wasn't worried. But now you're six months in. And she's talking about kids or dog or moving in with each other and everything else like that. And you don't know how to be brave enough (laughs) to say, actually, um, I've been 
lying to you this 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 whole time i was just so pleased that you validated me and wanted to be with me i've continued to mold myself into this person that you think i am and actually i'm not sooner or later you're going to find out who i am right so that's my greatest fear so i'm going to be spending my entire life not being myself and, and, and this relationship and not being myself and as soon as that truth comes out you'll find me out and we'll end up breaking up which is why we don't talk and that's really interesting because a lot of this, like you said earlier, is happening unconsciously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. playing all these patterns out. And then we, we go, well, I don't really know what went wrong. Everything was so good at the start. Yeah. And, you know, to me, the word that's kind of coming up for me is like honesty. You know, yeah. if, if someone says to you, I'm looking for somebody for a long-term relationship. I'd like to have a family. I want to spend time together. Um, very, very clear. If that's not what you like, the sound of, then... It's okay, you know, like at the beginning, I think people come together for various yeah. reasons. And here's a problem with that though. So I see a lot of women going, I want a man who, know what he, who knows what he wants because I know what I want. And then <laughs> the guys, like, that's not always necessarily the case. Like, you put a fear of God into a guy for that. Yeah, put him imagine. into a corner because actually he might be looking for a long term relationship. But guess what? He might not be looking for it with you. You know, and how yeah. will I know if I'm looking for a long term relationship well, with you until we've, until, we've, until we've gone down a thing? Yes, I'm looking for a relationship. And we would go, well, he's looking for a relationship. That must mean with me. Hey, we're ready to get married. And we've got all these things in common. This is great. And now all of a sudden, this guy's in a situation where she's messaging all the time. And uh, she's like, oh, well, you know, we've got this thing together. And, and, and it's great. And he's like, well, I was looking for a long-term relationship. This has been quite good fun for a couple of months. Now, how do we, how do we extract ourselves out of that? This Again. fear of hurting other people. Not wanting to, not wanting to hurt. That's, this is a nice guy trait, right? I don't want to upset you. So instead, I'm just going to sit here in a relationship that I don't even want to be in. And this is what happens. That, massively that, later. That mm. thing of when, how did I, how did I get here? They wake up twenty years later in a marriage, and how many people do you hear, men and women, that go, you see it all the time. I never should have, never should have got married. Never should have. That should not have been a long term relationship. We fell into it. Um, and of course, the beauty of that is that you always see it afterwards. You know, those comments come after, after the aftermath as well. You know, when you can actually look back and learn from from what's happened. But the other thing that comes up as well, I think there is like maturity, maturity because yeah. being able to be mature enough to establish at the beginning, where are we in this? Yes, we're having a drink. And I think, you know, nothing more, um, I, I what's the word, like would make me feel more claustrophobic than someone sitting there, guys sitting there saying that he wants a long-term relationship, that he wants this and that that's what he's looking for and this, that and the other. I'd be like, oh, be driving me nearest the ladies every time he's speaking. but. Also, but just enough to be clear, I'm not here for short-term fun. I'm not messing about. I am looking for someone to build a relationship with. And we're on that. So at least you know you're on the same level. But all that wish list stuff and what people are looking for, I mean, it's unnatural and it's unattractive as well. I, I, I don't go for it myself and I wouldn't want to be the one with the big list uh, to kind of tick off for people. So um, half the time you can put that list and if a guy comes to you with saying he ticks all those boxes the half the time is he's gonna what he's saying is i will be all of those things if that's what it takes for you to value. a little bit like what you were saying before yeah so shaping themselves in, in into that rather than getting to yeah. know a person and of course you know women are guilty of this as well as men and sure. the work that you do i think is you know phenomenal it's it's obviously very much needed it concerns me um, mental health in generally you know I, I'm concerned about that it happens to men and women suffering more and more and more mm -hmm. but certainly I think if men don't have the spaces that they need to communicate or at least have the opportunity to sit in a space and be quiet for a while or just observe get used to something different so 
I think, you know, if any man is listening to this and is in any of these uh, descriptions that we've given, and there's lots of them, I think that the bottom line is really about being genuine in your life and learning how to communicate better with your partner. Listen, it's, it's taking responsibility, right? Taking responsibility yeah. for, for your kind of your happiness in your life. Build a cake and then invite a woman to be the cherry on the top, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, so this is who I am. I'm whole. I know what I want. I know what I'm doing. I know what makes me happy, okay? I'm not going to rely on you for validation. I'm not going to rely on you to be my soulmate, to give me all this stuff, to make me the man that I am, you know? I, this, this is who I am. I am. I am a man. I know what I want. I know how to express it. I'm responsible for filling my own bucket. I'm responsible for making myself happy. And now I invite you to share my life with me. Did you how, just how describe cool a male unicorn to me, there, Fidel? This I'm describing a king, like you know. That's what a yeah, king is. Exactly. It's like I'm. Listen, this is this is my realm. I am the. Uh, you know, I'm the king. I'm the king here. Now I'm looking for a queen to come and join me. And the thing is, the reality of that is that's probably a man that's going to come out of something very difficult, very messy, very, you know, that that he may feel has broken Mm -hmm. him and go on this journey to, you know, get to being that, you know, king or version of that. And and that's quite a a journey, isn't it? You know, and a journey that that you think a a man needs to be single during that time. Listen, and, and speaking from personal experience as well, you can think you're so far along this journey, but the, the, the proving ground is, is in relationships every single time. The proving ground of, from where, of where you trying. really are. <laughs> and so there's something to be said for, for keeping, you know, I've run a program back in the game. Like There's something to be said for, keep, for playing the game and, and, and kind of testing yourself in the, in, in, in the relationship cycle because you will never know. I mean, like I said, it, it happened to me. I thought I was so far along and I thought all of this stuff I dealt with and everything else like that, and I fell in love. And then you're like, oh, that, that's three steps backwards um, because mm. then actually then there's risk, all right? If you're having casual relationships and everything else like that, that's kind of cool, um, but you don't kind of care that much. There's not too much emotion. There's no danger to your sense of self and everything else like that, but then you fall in love. Like, now there's risk. Um, then there's validation now, there's skin. now what now what you think about me does matter okay and then we see how far along the path you are and so listen the the the, the thing about being a king is also being real self-aware and the thing about joining a man like that is 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 having some patience with that and understanding that you might go a couple of steps back but um and and being open to communicate and, and we're never we're never perfect you know there are times where we'll always step we'll always step into our shadow we'll always step into our inner child right and again relationships are the place where we're yeah. like most likely to do it do yeah. it back so so seeing a guy's behavior change at some points doesn't necessarily mean that he's not on this journey or isn't the man that you think he's going to be it's just like you've, you've spotted his his kind of weaknesses yeah um so yeah well, we're always moving in and out of state you know in, in sure. many ways and i think you know one of the things there is to you know, think about being flexible in relationships, like more, more flexible, more relaxed. I think, you know, there's such a lot of pressure around them to be, you know, and I've been mm. there myself where it's got to be, you know, perfect. And this is my vision. And this. And is again, when you say it, things and like unicorns and, and, and stuff like that, yeah, well, yeah, I found you, you're a unicorn. I mean, and I've, I've had, had that said to me and then what you think is, oh, sh- poo. Like, I'm not actually, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you've, you've seen the best of, you've seen the best of me so far because we've been dating or, or whatever, but I'm not a unicorn. I am a man. And that's part, again, for me, that's part of being a king. That acceptance of you might wear a crown, but really underneath, you're still a male species. You're, you're a mammal, like, you know, and you've got all this other stuff going on underneath. You've got a shadow, you've got an inner child, you've got, you've got biology, you've got 
you know all the instincts and you've got things and you won't always you're human right. and you know again you know it, it the other owning way, that and being responsible for it yeah. yeah but but owning it being responsible for it knowing when to apologize for for your behavior knowing how to rectify it that's all that's all part of it and that's part of the maturity uh, where we tend to go is victim mode with it and blame the other person in the relationship and god they made me do this and they made me feel like this and so and there's a lot of you know you know i'm going to use this word there's a lot of ignorance there and that's not said in a critical way but it's like you you don't know what you don't know so when you say oh god he made me feel so bad about myself he made me that is actually not true but of course a lot of people need to do a lot of work we all need to do a lot of work and we launch ourselves into relationships we've got expectations stories from the past all of that and of course it's just a, a big explosion isn't it sometimes and yeah. It can be very, very difficult for you know men and women to understand each other, you know, at the best of times, <laughs> as we use very different languages and approaches to things. So I think you know actually it's more important for for women to learn about men, and for men to learn about women as well as ourselves. Because I've had some real insights, um, as I shared with you in your group, and seeing some of the open discussions between men and women, I'm like. Ooh, <laughs> you know, because we only ever come from our own perspective. And the mistake yeah. I used to make, I think, was thinking that every man was really together with it, mature, knew what he wanted. <laughs> I assumed he was unicorn. And of course, that was my expectation. That was That's my a wish. place to come from where a lot of women come, which is the total opposite, is actually all men are rubbish. <laughs> or, all men are trash. That's the saying, isn't it? Yeah, well, I guess if you just take one experience and you map it onto everyone else, then that would be what you might naturally say. But of course, you're not yeah. giving someone a fair chance with that you know and taking your other baggage into the new space the person you, you, you you're on a loser to start with as far as I'm concerned you know so it's got to be a level playing field so to get yourself there you've got to do some work so where can men find you Fidel because I've probably chomping out the bit by um, now yeah. so like, where is this man that can help uh, me <laughs> the, the best place to find me is Facebook like you know that's my stomping ground okay. that's where most of my my interesting stuff I, I should do some more on, I'm, I'm, all, I'm on all of the channels, but Facebook is the thing. So looking up yeah. my name and connecting with me on Facebook, Fidel Bohill. Um, we have the Modern Man Club on Facebook, which is a 1200 strong community of men. Uh, amazing space. We also have the Modern Woman Club, which is 600 women and me. Um, I've just posted a very interesting video that seems to be uh, causing a bit of controversy in there today. Well, go and have a look. Your we'll have orgasms look. are your responsibility, ladies. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's all very interesting uh, all up for debate yeah indeed so if you want to find Fidel connect with Fidel go ahead and do it you won't regret it join the groups <clears throat> get involved in the discussions and, and start talking and um, thank you Fidel for being with us today uh, with me and sharing all of this with our listeners again always super interesting and very very useful but also you know very very important you know very very serious subject it uh, is for, yeah. for men to be able to find these spaces and move forward and be happy and become king. So thank you so much for today. And I'm, I will go and check out that video as soon as we finish recording. I'm <laughs> curious. You, <laughs> All right. Take <laughs> care. Thanks, Fidel. Bye. Bye, bye now. You can read Coach Magazine for free online every quarter. Just subscribe at coach-magazine.com and receive it direct to your inbox. You can order print copies, book a directory listing, find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram.